And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Yosemite booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy. This is Entitled Town. It is the first Entitled Town of the post-Bill Belichick era. Hello, friends. Uh, my name is Mike Irons. I'm here with the boys. And uh, all you did today was weaken the country, Crafty. That's all you did. I'd much rather be talking about Nick Cattles losing his money to a Nigerian prince uh, or Albert Breer's continued ignorance of anything, this time involving Houston and NASA. But uh, we're here for the subject at hand. Mike, um, the floor is yours. Why don't you lead? Uh, Ricky Henderson, the lead opposition. Go ahead. Um, You know, it- it was not it was the least shocking thing ever and it but in some ways i was kind of hoping it was going to be like um you know when when you've got a, an elderly uh, an elderly relative and there's some relief uh with the sadness but um there was no relief and it was all um all sadness today for me uh for sure uh Same. and i kind of roller coasters of varying um levels of anger um and you know i i was uh this evening we were we were eating dinner and you know it was uh, hey dad what's what's the you know what's the what's how many super bowls did they get win you know because i'm you know not not of age to remember any of these things but you know how many super bowls did they win okay well what was the best super bowl well, 51 was pretty damn good well, can we watch 51 so we're watching 51 watching the fourth quarter and then uh and then uh you know well what, what was their best team i said well the 04 team is pretty good well what can we watch that like let's just watch the america's game so i'm watching that and just, I will say the one thing that um, the positive, I think, is there, for me, there's no more animosity toward Brady, anything like that. So everything on the field is, I'm good with, um, you know, when I see a cutaway to the owner's box, I want to fucking vomit. So that that's where I'm at. Um, I, I feel very similarly. Dan, uh, what was your reaction to the, Everything that happened today, the uh, the joint press conference with Belichick and Kraft, Bill's Bill's much more demonstrated much more class than I certainly wanted him to in that situation. And then the yeah. fucking vanity project that uh, Crafty Bob had at two p.m. Eastern today, which enraged me. But where are you at with all this? Yeah, and I and I tweeted that. Which is, what does it say that the the guy that everybody frames as the heartless old uh, curmudgeon coach? was the one that was able to exhibit more heartfelt uh, and, and meaningful comments than, you know, than his owner afterwards. Um, just talking about the, the players talking about uh, his, his thanks to the fans and meeting fans overseas. And, and, you know, you could hear him start to break up a little bit about it. Um, it's it, it between that and the, and the players afterwards that you start to, started to hear all with their all remem- uh, remembrances and and uh, commenting on stories anecdotes about Belichick you you get I think you get the realer picture of who he is than what he's been portrayed as by the the media all these years yeah but, the me- the media lens is is certainly yeah I mean he's doing his job in to prepare his he did his job as best he could to prepare his football team to drown out the noise I stepped on you there Dan go ahead that's all right as for the the joint press conference itself, 
Um, let's start with the fact that the whole premise of it was a lie. You know, this whole, there was no mutual decision. There was no agreement to part amicably. Belichick had craft over the barrel as a result of what he set up on, on Monday. You know, you can tell that going back to the, the leaks of Kraft wanting this, uh, what was the term, the elegant solution, which I yes. interpreted to mean we want to hold you to your contract so that we can get something out of whatever team wants you. So we don't want you anymore, but you know we're going to milk it for all it's worth. You know, just try, try to bleed it. Um, so the coach, so Bel- Belichick on Monday says, um, well, either, you know, I'm still under contract. So it's, he's giving him that kind of an ultimatum. It's, it's either let me coach or fire me. And knowing full well that Kraft couldn't afford to do that because he couldn't, you know, he couldn't take the uh, um, the public, uh, not the humiliation, but the it just would be a bad bad press of firing the greatest coach of all time. So they had to come sort to some sort of agreement. So what I'm getting at here is every everybody that I could see for the most part was going along with it. All the people were, were taken in by that. Oh yeah. Wasn't it wonderful? Whether it was Schefter reporting it because Schefter's getting the leak. Yeah. It's just wonderful that they, they could go out together hand in hand when that's just bullshit. It really, really is bullshit. It's, I, I don't know why Bill Belichick has his own reasons for participating in that dog and pony show that happened um, on Thursday morning. Scartsy, I I feel like today, as a as someone who has loved the Patriots for most of my life, I feel in some ways that today is the day that the music died. Is that is that overstating it for you? I wouldn't I wouldn't say that that's overstating it. Uh, this was uh, this was a pretty tough day for anyone who has been paying attention over the past uh, past few months. I was. Uh, I was driving on the highway this morning, and my hood came unlatched. Not fully, of course, but just enough for it to be wobbling a bit at, uh, at highway speeds. And uh, I was on the highway because I was driving to go get a root canal this morning. And that's still the second and third worst thing that happened to me today. <laughs> I'm just I'm just put off by the just the terrible avoidability of it all. You keep Bill until he passes Shula, and then... Then you, you know, let him finish out the season. And I don't know. I I just can't understand why Bob couldn't understand this. It's what the people want. And you can tell it's what the fans want because Ben Volan has already written the article saying, yeah, it was definitely time for Bill to go. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, We'll get to the doddering old, uh, needy doddering old fool in a little bit. Uh, but John, uh, where are you at? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's a row of chairs things, but where are you at? Yeah, it's it's a row of chairs thing, and it's you know it's it's melancholy. It is the end. It's a milestone. It's kind of a life milestone. You know, where were you uh, in 2000 uh, on a personal level? Where, where were you in your life in 2000? Most of the people that want Bill gone weren't born yet, right? Um, but the the those of us who have the you know kind of that that the wisdom of being older on this stuff it's it it's the it really is the end of an era and it calls into question like you know what does it mean to be a patriots fan when you've been spoiled with this run of greatness um you know what does it mean to be to be rooting for that team going forward um 
the you know Kraft looked ridiculous uh, in his own press conference. Uh, his answers were ridiculous. Uh, I don't think anybody's buying what he's selling on it being mutual. Uh, there's no doubt Bill Belichick had all the leverage in this situation. If Bob Kraft ever thought he had leverage in it, it's only because billionaires always think they have leverage. And in this case, uh, Bill Belichick handled it masterfully. Uh, he goes out uh, with his head held high, and Bob Kraft is left to pick up the pieces, trying to explain why the best coach on the market uh, is now available to 31 other teams. Mike, I um, I have a hard time with this supposed succession plan that's come out. Now, it was, it's been assumed that Mayo was being uh, a, a successor at some point, hopefully later rather than sooner in my eyes. I don't get this. You think about what ha- just happened in Seattle. They fired Pete Carroll. Dan Quinn is rumored to be a leading candidate for that job. And I don't fucking get that. Pete Carroll, you, what you're doing is you're firing Pete Carroll and you're bringing in discount Pete Carroll. Was 80, not prob- Dan Quinn's probably not as good a coach as Pete Carroll is. I could be proven wrong. You're letting go of the premier coach in the history of the game and you're bringing him in for somebody. First of all, as a former NBC Sports Boston employee, strike one. <laughs> strike two he's a fucking rat a cheese-eating motherfucker just on the uh circumstantial evidence what, they're taking a massive step backward in the big chair i don't get it i mean it, you can i can ar- make the argument that if you're going to move on from 72 year old bill belichick the best coach out there is probably mike rabel who ironically is 48 years old right now the same age as when Kraft took over the team in 2000. If you go get the best coach, and they're going out to an unknown quantity, he could be um, Shanahan. He could be McVay. It's very possible that he might be Brandon Staley. We just don't know. It's, it's just, it is a unnecessary roll of the dice, in my opinion, if it is Mayo. Um, you know, I, I can't speak to the... Uh, you know. <laughs> I'd be fine with him falling on his face at this point. So that's for me that that doesn't, that's not irrelevant, but that's kind of irrelevant. But thinking about, I just, I'm curious who knew what, when, um, and, you know, uh, was it essentially, you know, um, you know, Bill could have full knowledge of the succession plan. I mean, seemed weird if he didn't, but if he, um, you know, but he could have knowledge of it. And I, you know, I, 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 nobody needed a, uh, a, 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 win, a handicapping win more than I did. Uh, and I, I will have to pat myself on the back for fucking sniffing this mayo thing out from the jump, uh, this year. And it was, I, I wonder, like, you know, I does not, would not surprise me if it was, you know, hey, just, you know, hang in there. It's coming. It's coming. If he, if he shits the bed next year, it's, it's next year. So I, I don't know, but it doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it, I think, Vrabel would be a, a smarter choice for the Patriots um, because I think he is a pretty good coach. He's shown to be a good coach and um, you know, it, there's a lot, you've got a really good situation coming in and to risk it on it. <clears throat> and you know, it could be, he could be Mike Singletary coming in here. Who knows? Um, uh, I just say that from a, a linebacker and a leader of yeah, men. Yeah. Middle linebacker. Yeah, exactly. That kind of, yeah. That, that kind of thing. So um, I, I think I, you know, I thought Brable's teams were smart and, and, and tough and, you know, some other people might have different takes on that, but I, I thought they were pretty good. He's a pretty good coach. So, uh, but I think if you listen to the press conference this afternoon, the two o'clock press conference, and there were some whispers in the fall 
about uh you know kind of reclaiming his team and i think that's what the message there was and a lot of that you know first he, it was oh you know bill really didn't have that kind of power until after the first three you guys know that right so i get i get a lot more credit for the first three than um than you than than people might think uh and then you know but you know it, it's kind of it was his time and, and he lost power and he that was clear today and he was he's glad to get it back and it's a lot easier to push around um gerard mayo who you've who owes you essentially now at this point uh because you he's you've taken him and, and anointed him this uh and there you go so uh it's easy to, it's easier to push around and in mayo probably like based on my outside uh as an outside observer would seem a bit more um amenable to the the game than than mike Vrabel might um so that that's where i yeah that's where i'm at uh, i think that's a very fair assumption. Uh, first time head coach coming in. Kraft has his has his franchise back. That line was first attributed to pardon me. That line was first attributed to Pat Bolin, owner of the Broncos, when he ran uh Dan Reeves out of town. Uh, do you remember who succeeded Dan Reeves? Wade Phillips. It was a disaster. Wade Phillips is a tremendous mm-hmm. defensive coordinator. And then he had to give up his franchise again and go get Mike Shanahan and uh, the most success that the Denver franchise has ever had. Scarzi, the the Mayo damage control campaign after the whispers came out that he was uh, difficult to deal with. I mean, it's very, very orchestrated. You kind of went over a little bit today. I mean, it seemed very, very convenient, very, very packaged how this everything's gone with regards to Mayo over the last six to eight weeks. Oh, it very much did. Uh, six days ago, the the article comes out where Oh, we've spoken to 14 Patriots players who think that uh, Mayo is right now absolutely ready to become a head coach in this league. It just seems all, it was all very, it was all just, just a, just a, just a tiny bit too slick, just too, too prepackaged mm-hmm. for it to just have been, uh, to have uh, just organically happened. Uh, it it's got it's got craft fingerprints on it. Whether it's uh, whether it's Jonathan or Robert, it's hard to say. But it, it's highly suspicious the, the the timing of it all. John, they're doing the Howie Cor- Howie Carr Memorial nationwide search for the next fucking head coach. The the <laughs> the bag job is in. Yeah, I, although as as much as I agree with you, it's it's does seem anybody outside of Vrabel or Mayo would be a shock. I do think, I mean, Mike Rabel's just a couple of years off of a coach of the year award, um, got the Titans to a one seed. I mean, he has a record of accomplishment as a head coach. I do like the fact that he is, you know, is he the last, is he the last great failure of the Belichick coaching tree? You know, stay tuned. Uh, or if Gerard Mayo um, gets the job, it, you know, I mean, it's, I mean, I know that's a preposterous argument, but I, to take, if if you were to explain the risk in going with Mayo, why would you take that risk? You know, you've got, in my opinion, the best coach in in the history of football who you've just fired. You've got a coach of the year uh, awardee who's on the market who would be a kind of natural fit. Or you take what's behind door number three, uh, a very unproven commodity who's been in-house. You have some degree of, of feel for him. I thought Kraft tipped his hand a little bit in the press conference where he kept going back to collaboration right the need for collaboration and it's to your point mike about getting his franchise back it's also very much in line with what uh the owner of the uh titans said 
when when she fired Vrabel, um, wanted more collaboration in the building, which makes you think maybe they won't go with Vrabel. Maybe he's not collaborative enough for today's millennial owner like Bob Kraft and the and the gal that inherited the Titans, right? Um, maybe they will go with Mayo for that reason. And they'll and as Mike Lombardi loves to say on his pod, nobody ever built a monument to a committee. And right. that's the future of the Patriots right there. Uh, run by the College of Coaches, brought to you by the Chicago Cubs back in the, I believe, the, was it, what was it, Scarcy, the 1940s or 1950s? I think the late 40s. Thank you. It was, it was referred to in the book. I just finished rereading the book, The Summer of 49, where the Cubs had, this is so <laughs> ludicrous, the Cubs had a rotating cast of nine coaches <laughs> who would take turns each year being manager. My God, I mean, uh, can I can I just say I love the fact that I could just throw that out randomly, and the two of you are going to gang up on filling in the. <laughs> That's a great book. That's a great book. Oh yeah, you can't go wrong reading Halberstam ever, and that up to and including which I started my uh, reread in the last couple of days of see, kind of seeing the writing on the wall of the education of a coach, which mm. is uh, a very very good book. Dan, I really thought that I really thought that Amy Adams Strunk was letting crafty off the hook when she let Vrabel go. I, yeah. You know, there's knee jerk reactions. He's, he's a damn fine coach. I, I referenced to you when we were talking about this yesterday, when that undermanned team went into Miami with Will Levis as their quarterback and they came from behind to win. He coached circles around coach drip, admittedly a low bar, but that, that the, our friend two times, uh, notwithstanding, um, that was a tough, smart football team that is was difficult to beat. And you weren't going to – they weren't going to give you uh, the damn game with coaching mishaps and that sort of thing. So, I mean, they, there was a – the most overused phrase on the, on the podcast this season, there was a path to not fucking this up royally, but instead, you know, the, craft made, the crafts made everybody in the division happy. It's, when you're playing poker, you're playing sports – or running a professional sports franchise, do not do what your opponents want you to do. And I think everyone else in the AFC East is breathing easier today. Right. There's rejoicing around the, the conference and, and the division. Um, up until the late reports about uh, Mayo, I really thought that um, – I thought Vrabel was going to be the guy. I thought that it was uh, something where uh, Kraft saw – in Vrabel, uh, like a young Belichick, in which case you kind of question why not stick around with the old Belichick. But you know, every he's seeing this, uh, you know, everything line up that way. And you're absolutely right. The 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 Titans, the thing that you can see with them with Vrabel is the same as what you see with Belichick. They they never quit. They play play tough continually. So if if I had my brothers, that would have been that it would have been him uh, as a replacement. If we're going to choose a replacement for Belichick. Uh, I was thinking about what you're saying with, with the owners in that you can't, there's, there's no training for owners. It's just rich guys that get led into the club and hello, even David worse, Tepper. And even worse than that, there's no training for owners, kids, you know, that's <laughs> you're stuck with what other, whatever, you know, little silver spoon asshole is, is, is sticking there. And that's, that's, that's what I'm fearing most is how much influence Jonathan has on this whole process. John, you've been uh, the most outspoken of us regarding uh, Jonathan Kraft. 
I mean, the the most uh, crippling fear is that he's a Bert, he's Jewish Bert Breer. Um, <laughs> what, there's a, there's a frightening thought. Uh, you know, uh, your opinion on Jonathan, how much he had to do with this, and the other thing that I want to ask all of you, and I'll get, pose this to you first, John. If you were, if you on a scale of one to ten, if you were a ten as a Patriots fan um, two weeks ago, where are you at today? Oh, uh, I mean, to answer the last question, I'm a, I'm a free agent on this. I mean, I, I'm I'm fully. It, it really does when you're a Patriots fan, especially if you're outside the region, right? Um, to me, there's a there's kind of a this confident swag that like you've got the best run team right? You've got the best coach, you got the best run team. And I've enjoyed that for, you know, going on two decades. And it wasn't just the championships. It was the the fact they were in it every year. And, you know, they would lose a tough playoff game. You'd be like, look, you can't win it every year. You just physically can't. The Patriots almost do it, but they, you know, you just can't win it every year. And it was like that confident swag of we'll be back because we got the best run operation. And the best run operation really meant the Bill Belichick led operation. And now you don't have that. So what does it mean to be a Patriots fan? You're like every other fucked up you're organization. every other franchise you're, today. Exactly. You're every, you're every other franchise, right? That is this like sine wave of occasional competitiveness. And then the window is closed. And the window closes because you make stupid financial decisions, usually around like overpaying a quarterback who isn't good enough or keeping around guys that are old and damaged because you don't have the emotional strength to to let them go right so you you run like everybody else which is probably what's going to happen with the patriots now the the initial point how much of it is john i mean i fucking hate kids that inherit teams like invariably they screw it up i mean there's probably a couple decent examples out there uh, Jed York stepped are. on his dick with the Niners for a couple of years but that they they went through Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula before yeah. they had to go get their Kyle Shanahan. So there yeah, is a learning yeah. curve. And, and honestly, I might say Jed York has got his Bill Belichick, right? It's like he was meddling, uh, screwing things up, listening to too many people, and they finally landed on Kyle Shanahan. And I want to believe on behalf of my Niner fan friends that he is just regressing to the background and letting Kyle Shanahan do his thing, right? And they, they got a good operation there. Um, in fact, the you know, the GM for the Titans came out of the Niners operation and uh, you know, they're, they're, they got a lot of talent around them down there. So the, I have zero faith in Jonathan Kraft. I have zero faith, generally speaking, in kids that inherit teams. And I, I think he's probably too online, too, too much rabbit ears uh, on the media and uh, radio callers. And I just, you know, his dad, his dad's an insecure dude. Right. He grew up in that sort of situation. What makes you think that he's going to have the sort of uh, internal fortitude, at least his dad's, uh, uh, you know, was entrepreneurial and, you know, has made some really good decisions. I don't know what Jonathan Kraft has to hang his hat on other than the fact that he was born, you know, to to Myra. Right. And if his dad doesn't have the internal fortitude to kind of stick with it uh, and not be so insecure, what makes you think he does? I think he's going to be worse than his dad in, in that specific space. Agreed. I, I think that's certainly that's the uh, the favorite coming out of the blocks. Um, man, what a what a fucking situation, Scarzi. Where are you at? You know, I would say I'm a free I'm a free agent myself, but where are you at? I mean, I just don't I, know where they go from here. I don't see how this improves it in the short term. There's there's going to be a series of moves are going to have to happen, in my opinion, for them to hopefully get this right in our lifetime maybe that's 
maybe I have blinders on. I don't know. Where are you at? Uh, on the on the one to ten scale, I'm I'm about a six, but the uh, it's like a uh, it's like a barometer in a hurricane. The the the, the mercury is just dropping. Yes, you know more and more. There's uh, maybe maybe something amazing happens in the next twenty four hours that will you know give me some faith that this uh this organization knows what the hell it's doing. But I'm I'm not seeing that. Not the way things were went today. What we've got is we've got uh, you know players and coaches saying good things about Bill and the media saying good things about Bob. What does this tell you? Yeah, that's a good point. Man, uh, Dan, uh, where are you at? I'd, I'd say uh, it, it's it's tough to completely dismiss, move away from a, from a team that, you know, you started watching and rooting for when you're 11 years old. Um, and, so yeah, probably probably about a five. It's, it's I think I said to you earlier that I'm I'm it's it's easier to start rooting for more than one team. I'm, I'm going to follow follow and root for Belichick. I'm going to follow and still root for the Patriots, although I don't I just don't expect as much. Uh, as far as where he left him though, I mean he, he left a situation where other than yes the offensive talent we can look at that, but their cap situation is great. Their their defense is great. They have this top pick. They, they don't have any long-term uh, deals tied to anybody that, so anybody coming into that situation has uh, has a nice um, blueprint in front of them to try to build and, you know, rebuild that, that team. So I really wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't be surprised at all to see them win, I don't know, nine, 10 games next year based on, and I would be surprised at that, but I, I I could see them winning eight games next year, uh, just with the, the rebuilding and and the uh, the free agency. So that's the question you're asking. If 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 they're building a winning team, where does that leave you? Are you still going to be rooting for them? I'm probably at a five or six uh, with the Mercury dropping Scartelli style. Um, I liked Bob Kraft a hell of a lot more when his job is to shut the fuck up and just accept the trophies. Just slur into the microphone with Greg Gumble or Jim Nance to take the trophy and move the fuck on. Mike, uh, you're out, correct? Uh, yeah. But, uh, can I first note, uh, if the Celtics score 37 in a row, we're going to get right back in this game. <laughs> we got 37 at <laughs> <of> the half. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm... Got him right yeah. where they want him for the live money line, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, actually, the failsafe hit the uh, the circuit breaker hit. They, they took it down. Um, <laughs> the the uh, it really, legitimately, I tried. Uh, the uh, I'm my first instinct. I, I sometimes I try to lie to myself about these things, but I knew like immediately with Brady, I was I wouldn't you know root root for him or anything like that. Um, and I, my instinct now is that I'm I'm done. Um. That one's a bit more. Uh, I think it, it's harder. It's going to be hard um, because uh, it, it there's a lot that you know that goes into it. In that, from a at a, at a time investment and a family investment, and um, so it, you know, if that's over, it, it really sucks to not have that um, to do together. Um, so, but you know, I, I'll definitely be rooting for whoever uh, wherever Bill goes. That's that's not a question. Absolutely. Um, I'm not, I mean, maybe something crazy happens. I think the, the anger that I feel toward, uh, toward Mayo right now, um, I'd probably, I, I that's going to make it, I think that's probably the challenge with, with that. And 
and the ownership, um, you know, and I, I, I would that change if Mayo doesn't get the job for you. I think it's possible. I, I, I'm, it's not a conscious a conscious choice that I'm okay. making, but I could see a, a different situation with Vrabel or whoever um, or Flores even, right. where I'd be. Um, that's not happening. We know that. Um, <laughs> where that maybe there's some you know kind of thing where I, I stick around. You know, I, the Red Sox thing was a a soft um, breakup, and really until the the Francona article, I was still kind of you know, half paying attention a little bit and following it, but I didn't, was not fully invested. So that's possible. Um, but I, I foresee a more of a, um, the way it went with rooting against Tampa, uh, rooting against, um, the Patriots. And, but you know, with, with Brady, I think it was, it was different. It was rooting against narratives. This is actively rooting against, um, you know, the people that were, um, as, as Johnny Mo said, injurious, to, injurious to my friends. Um, <laughs> and uh, it, it, speak, speaking of it, if, if I might, uh, one of the, the thing that got, uh, you know, when we were talking, when, when Bill mentioned the fans uh, who I have have no respect for um, at all, obviously, everybody knows that you guys know that, uh, but they um, but they showed up. The, the fans always showed up in, in big games and big moments and they were there. And so I think that meant a lot. And it reminded me a lot of um, a bird's retirement ceremony when he said, you know, you have 17,000 people chanting your name. Don't you think that would make you proud? And <laughs> I thought we saw that, what that meant to him in that moment. And it was really, I thought that was important. And um, yeah, that, that was something to, to remember and what that meant to him, because you, you don't see that um, in that, in such a genuine way. And that, 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 that's the thing that broke him was pretty, uh, was pretty nice. I thought. Agreed. And you brought up Johnny Most, and I think that Johnny Most words describe best uh, Bob Kraft's performance today. Disgusting display. <laughs> John, um, I don't even know where to, to go with this. I, it, it, I'm glad you kicked it to me, Mike. If you don't know where to go with it, I just want to echo one of the things that Mike on Route 1 said, and it is the, the injuriousness to his friends. Um like growing up in some respects, the the length of time we had with Bill Belichick, the the phase of our lives that we spent with Belichick, I'm getting kind of like, you know, spiritual here in some respects, I guess, but philosophical. The, you know, watching the way he managed his team, uh, his organization, the decisions he made, the way he handled the media and and clapped back at all the bullshit that could have torn a team apart right? The way he kept it going for so long, not enough people appreciate that, how hard that is. The culture of the organization, we talk a lot about culture. I think culture is paramount for a winning organization. And what the Patriots have been able to do, Bill Belichick is is the one singularly responsible for all of that. Keeping Brady in check, you know, and letting Brady's greatness shine through, but in a team concept where he was never above the team. That is Bill Belichick, right? These are, these are, I'm afraid these are lost arts, right? Who else in the league can do what Bill Belichick did the way he did it with a, with a two decade run of greatness. You know, when you lose that, you lose that forever. And like as Patriots fans, we have lost that forever. Nobody comes in and replaces that. I certainly don't think Gerard Mayo is ready to replace that, right? So some other fan base is going to get that. Maybe they'll appreciate it more than Patriots fans have over the last, you know, several years. It's, I mean, I I, I look at Belichick in a like professional role model sort of way, right? Like That's the way the, I was just going to make that point, John. 
How many conversations have you and I had over the years, over two decades, and we talk Mm -hmm. about Bill Belichick and we've applied the lessons we've learned from him, how he runs his franchise and how he deals with, you know, challenges, obstacles. Uh, We've taken lessons and applied them not only in our professional lives, but in the lives with our family and our loved ones. Absolutely. The lessons we've, the lessons that I don't want to speak for you, the lessons I've learned from Bill Belichick from afar have enriched my life in really, really meaningful ways. Not, and I'm not just talking about enjoying the success on the field, just really personally to, to, to take, to take away the, again, the lessons I took away from him, sharing them with you, applying them with, with the kids, um, uh, success in our, our own professional lives. It's, it's been invaluable and I can't thank the man enough for that. I, I, amen, hundred percent, and and truly, it has been a gift that he came into, like the the you know to run the Patriots. We got to experience that. We got to learn from it. Uh, that's where my melancholy comes from because it's it's officially gone, and it's it's gone in a way that it's not replaced with anything of that level of substance, right? You literally traded in a a great vehicle for an inferior vehicle. You know, it may not be a, a complete junker but it's an inferior vehicle and we've all lost because of that. But his focus on discipline, do your job, the, the sort of, you know, just that sort of the, the, the holding people accountable, everybody from, from man one to 53, you know, it's just that sort of thing. It's people mock that today in, in society, in culture, people mock the, the sort of lessons that Belichick has imparted as if it's not appropriate for today's NFL. And I just think that's sad. I think it's complete bullshit. And I feel like we've been we've been prematurely robbed of a few more years of that, and I'm I'm angry about that. Well put, uh, Dan. You had some thoughts. I think that's a great point, John brought up about culture and and Belichick creating that culture. Because I'm thinking, in in some ways, he brought on the instrument of his own demise because he's created this expectation. Uh, that, that it was always going to be a win, that there wouldn't be rebuilding years. Um, one thing that doesn't get brought up as one of his real accomplishments is how uh, in like 2009, 2010, 2011, they, they rebuilt the team while still winning, which nobody does. You know, every other coach out there, everybody, you know, you look at, look On at the fly. Who's, who's got, uh, got the, you know, the, the, possible favorite going in this year and back in like 2015 he had a what was it like six six and ten team and they they had to have their down year in order to start rebuilding again they had like three three years in a row uh missing the playoffs but that was their rebuilding time that never happened with belichick they they would have the rebuild years while they're still making the playoffs while they're still competing while they're still challenging for the for the uh the super bowl so I think that created this expectation from everybody all the way up to his own owner that this was, you know, this was going to keep on going. Mike, you had some uh, additional thoughts. Yeah. I think just kind of what, what um, John and Dan both just said. And I think there is something um, that we lose in that. And there's that kind of connection back to 
uh, you know, the early days of the league. It's it's that direct line, and that is that is gone now. And don't you, wouldn't you want to watch Bill Belichick try to? Let's see old Billy Belichick reel his way out of this one. But like, you, you know, don't you want to see? Wouldn't you have loved to watch it? That's, that's what you want to watch. He's Seventy getting, million yeah. in cap space in the third He's overall. He's getting pick one more lucky. kick at it. Like, don't you yeah. want to see that? Right. You know, and if we're looking, and I, I, I think he, I forget which press conference was. I know he invoked his his father, and I think you know, if you're looking for answers to to why he is the way he is, you know, the answer is, you know, it goes back to that. It goes back to the academy and all that, and it's it's it's. That is not um, in fashion, as as John said, um, and that kind of that discipline and to the to the last, um, and obviously he was um, playing a card on Monday, but he's also going to work as he did every other day, and right. that's that's what you do um, because you're you have a job, you're contractually obligated to do your job, and you do your job until they take your key card away, um, and that's and that's how he did it, and he did it, and he left the the Patriots uh, obviously in a better position. From a monetary value, you know the value from from 170 million to you know, would they would they probably they wouldn't go for any less than you know seven and a half billion now. Um, so he left them in a much better place in that way, but also positioned well, you know maybe with the idea that he was going to be back next year, but positioned very well despite the down year, and they're going to be they're going to be ready to go. Um, and even if he had known it was his last year, he's not the type of person who would have ever, because he is the steward of the franchise, that would have uh, gone in, and done something for his self-serving self in a self-serving way uh, on his way out the door to you know make it uh, one last hurrah. And that was never never going to be a thing with him. As an Army guy, how much did it just kill you to uh, give praise to Annapolis and the Naval Academy? No, I actually, I actually, I, I, I'm, I'm, I like, I love it. I have more affinity for Annapolis than I do West Point because I fucking hate <laughs> lieutenants. So there you go. <laughs> uh, great point, uh, Scarzi. Uh, yeah, there is, a, there is a bright side to this. Go ahead. I'll get to the bright side in a minute. Go ahead. All right, but the, from what I understand, uh, at the uh, at Sunday's game, I understand that the uh, the scoreboard, the big giant, uh, big giant video screen. Never, never, you know, showed Belichick the entirety of the game, which is, you know, means one of two things happened. Either he told him not to, mm-hmm. which would be in keeping with his character, or somebody else told him not to, which would have, which would be just a, just a, a low down, low down, dirty, dirty trick. Like covering not... up the name of a ship, like covering up the name of a ship because he didn't like the, the guy who's, who it's named for. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that would be in keeping. Yeah. Oh yeah, I still don't believe that Bill wrote that letter. <laughs> it just sounds like something that 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 character would uh, would say, and Bill's too polite to too polite to say no. I didn't do that. It's like why it's like why he's you know going along with this uh, this ridiculous Kabuki theater of that it's a mutual decision, but uh, that, that's neither here nor there. I, I, I do have a, you know who's who's going to be the GM and is he going to draft a press corner? <laughs> don't worry Cra- where, where's where's jonathan where's my stopwatch oh tabaki <laughs> yes there is a bright side to this though uh dan uh talk about uh synergy here zach cox nesson is eliminating the patriots beat writing position today zach cox is no longer an employee of nesson let the bloodletting begin you want should we do a draft of meetings we'd like most like to see lose their jobs at this point i don't give a shit poor guy said uh yeah unrelated to the belichick news and, and we're like no 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 it's very very related to the belichick oh, news. Yeah. Yeah. oh yes and 
what what was it uh you know what was it that andy hart what was his you know death soon to be deathless quote oh andy hart his relevance has nothing to do with bill belichick and as i said earlier today (laughs) let's test this theory out (laughs) oh uh just a little uh ombudsman uh thing here the uh the College of Coaches was actually in 61 and 62. I looked this up. Oh. during. Uh, so the so nine was, managers lasted two years. Eight, eight Much, managers. Yeah. Oh, eight managers. You, okay. You'd think it'd be Much nine managers, reason. baseball, you know, nine <laughs> positions, nine innings. But, you know, that, that's why it didn't work. It was eight. They needed one more, one more guy. <laughs> See, it always comes back to baseball, Danny. John, I'm going to give you first pick in the, uh, the immediate elimination draft. You're on the clock. Who you got? Uh, I'll, I'll stay local uh, like my beer and go with Volan. I mean, how could you, it, it, there's, there's a number of good uh, choices, but he is, he is just absolutely wrapped himself up in, in shame um, going beyond bedrock and digging all the way into like the, the core, the earth's molten lava core. I just cannot, I, I don't follow him. Uh, his stuff occasionally comes into the feed, of course, as you'd expect. And it's just, he's just absolutely reprehensible. Mike on Route One, you're on the clock. Uh, Wingo Square shit rag. <laughs> <laughs> Who made? I mean, he he's got the Ritz crackers in the uh, in his in his briefcase, I'd imagine. Anyway, but I, Andrew Callahan, and that's what makes it so difficult, Andrew. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we go to Mortgage Free Western Mass, uh, Mr. Scartelli. Uh, you are on the clock. Oh, sure. So I'm going to be, uh, you know parochial to you know use a use a word and go with uh either one of the uh either one either uh either daniels or garigian at the uh at the mass live I, mass you know, live I... isn't real and it can't hurt you <laughs> uh i'm gonna i'm gonna trade down for a, a pick i won't pick a guy from Rutgers. ha 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 very funny uh dan uh your dan your selection <laughs> well I, i'd go with phil perry if i wasn't sure that he was already so embedded in uh in jonathan's back pocket mm. that's yeah. that's a good one I, i'll go with uh yeah. spindly arm bonesy i want to see that motherfucker walk the plank off the uh, ss odyssey so uh oh they're, they're just converting <laughs> what, what, what did some idiot say that they're just converting uh debt into <laughs> yes <laughs> oh, that that was you have no idea that, how this works. You guys, you guys have no idea how this stuff works. <laughs> it's it's way perfect, over your head. It's a perfectly cromulent plan, gentlemen. I don't know what, why you're being uh, so mean about this. I just I don't get. All right, as we begin to wrap up the uh, Belichick free edition of Entitled Town, uh, Mike, where do you think he, uh, Belichick ultimately winds up? I don't know. You know, I, I saw the strong endorsement from from Jerry Jones, and that's a shit cap situation. Um, but if they lost this weekend, would that be would that be possible? The two the um, two that are in, might be in play are Buffalo and Dallas. If they lose, the Schefter has the report that there is one team, I, one team I, I that would, has not fired their coach yet that is very interested. I would love the Bills. I would be on that so fast. Swanton you... bombing a, oh, a table, yes. I would be, I because, you know, the reason I hate that, I have no reason to hate the Bills other than Burt Breer liked them when he was in high school um, because his father didn't give enough, him enough attention. Um, but I have no animus toward them because the Patriots kicked their fucking ass forever. The only reason I hate them is because of, of, of McDermott, really. Um, you know, I mean, 
Alan is looks like a guy who's depriving a um, a, a Camry from a perfectly good Oakley selfie from the driver's <laughs> seat. <laughs> Neither here nor there. But um, I I would be on that so fucking fast if that's what it is. I'm like I'm very down. I, I'm Cowboys. I'm in. Um, I would be excited for that because I think the Cowboys would be fucking fun. Um, and I do think, despite the Jarrah of it all, uh, he, uh, Bill, there's something in there that would appeal to Bill, I think, about going there. It's, it's uh, the fucking Dallas Cowboys. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And the the Falcons, to me, um, I, you know, I think they're they're decent. They've got some good pieces. Um, do you go to a situation where the quarterback uh, is uncertain? I don't know. I like the division. I like the division. That's I think that's your your plus side the 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 plus side there I don't know I I, I have no idea um, the Bills would I would fucking I I I you know call my doctor in three hours and uh, that that would be awesome I've said Ask it if Zubaz is right for you <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh, that's get Mike a copy of the song Shout uh, Zubaz pants and a folding table please. Uh, Scarzi, uh, what what would your guess be? And we're we're guessing just like the other fucking local Boston mediates with no information too. Oh, I'd just go alphabetical order with Atlanta. Basically, that just seems as as likely as anywhere else. And it's it's a it's a pretty good situation. So you know why not? He's he's going to go somewhere. He's not going to take a couple years off and work on his memoirs. So he's Agreed. going to be mm-hmm. John. Uh, I'm looking at the transcript of the call between Bob Kraft and Jerry Jones. It's very interesting. Um, (laughs) It goes something like this. Hey, uh, Bob, what are you going to do with Belichick? Uh, I don't know, Jerry. Uh, uh, You know, if you let go of him, uh, you know, you can always start fresh. It's not hard to do. I mean, (laughs) but you can't fire him. You can't fire him. I fired Tom Landry. You don't want to do that. People still upset about that. You got to go with uh, mutual decision. Uh, Good advice, Jerry. Thanks. Uh, yeah, that's why Jerry Jones is ready to fi- to hire Bill Belichick for no compensation. <laughs> that's my theory. Um, I would love to see. I would love to see uh, uh, Jerry Jones and and Bill Belichick with the Cowboys storied franchise. Uh, passes Shula with the Cowboys. There's some there's something to that. Like I said, Jones fired Landry and he brings on Belichick, who you know Bob Kraft fired. Um, yeah, I just think there's there's something really kind of cool. To that um do i think he'll end up there i don't know i mean if dallas loses this week i absolutely think that team that Schefter referred to is the cowboys so go jordan you know, love. see what happens yeah yeah go jordan love it'd be it'd be pretty damn slick to and yeah i'd have to wear some cowboy swag for that dan you know i know that atlanta is the trendy pick and i, I want to mention that before uh we started to see their names pop up before uh uh arthur smith got fired was it before arthur smith but back and forth with you iron ed you were you were ahead of the game with these guys and i wish we had headed on the pot that you came up with atlanta and we were like that's it that's it right there it's like the they've the, the cap space works they've got the offensive line in place they've got the the offensive skill players in place short of a quarterback they've got like 36 million uh and if Belichick is free to go there, that that's the place to go. But top ten pick, yeah, a top, top ten, 10 pick. pick. Right, right. Uh, so, so Dan, you see a lot of Kirk Cousins. I mean, don't you just put Kirk Cousins into that offense yes. and and let it rip? That's exactly right. I and yeah, 
Cousins and print the tickets in Atlanta for sure. The only caveat to that being the only caveat to that being is that Cousins has always taken the the he's gotten every last dollar. Good for him, but that doesn't really jive as a was he thirty six years old? Good quarterback, good skill positions. I just I just don't know. Maybe he's at the point in his career. You know, Belichick would be the draw for a guy like Cousins in Atlanta, wouldn't he? Absolutely. All right, I I. I got to go Occam's razor on this. I think it's probably going to be Artie Blank's going to open the give Bill the bag, as it were. Uh, I'm definitely rooting for Buffalo or Dallas. God, Buffalo would be such a fuck you to Jonathan and uh, Big Jonathan. Um, Christ well, speaking speaking of sons, wherever uh, Bill winds up, is he taking uh, taking Stephen? I had it's a good question, Scartelli. If you if it is Mayo, it's been reported that Steve Belichick and Mayo were tight. Would you want to stay with the organization that just showed showed your father the door? Would you even want to stay? Yeah. Well, if you know, if the if uh, you know, if Bill told him staying, you know, made some degree of sense, I suppose, you know, a little bit of a little bit of you know fatherly advice with regard to that. Who knows? Fair enough. Um, gentlemen, it's it's always good to get together and do this with you guys uh, under admittedly shitty circumstances uh, for this one. But it is what it is. And, you know, who knows going forward? I, my passion for to do this is certainly going to be affected by what happened. I'm not sure we can do a weekly recap of the Celtics games. Um, before we go, <laughs> I, I have to to cut on this one and Mike on route one first again Celtics Drew Carter and Scalabrini make me want to stick ice picks into my ears they are awful long live Mike Gorman I wish he he could do the road games even at this uh is him and Jack Edwards kind of in the same uh, basket at this point but man he is terrible and Scalabrini's awful yeah it's it's unbelievable how uh you know I I, I have the ticket so I, I'm listening to road streams almost exclusively, yep. even when it's Gorman, even though I'm at the we're at the end of the Gorman um, time here, and obviously he's great, but uh, Scalabrini just ruins everything. Um, and, and and this kid is just such a lightweight. And, and kind of going back to uh, to John's point about they're all gone. Uh, the announcers, I think, of and that appealed to yes. our ears that were about just calling the game. Um, and not coming up with things to impress the the kids on on weird Celtics Twitter, it it sucks. So <laughs> it, it's not great. So we have some we have a little bit of breaking news during the podcast here that I want to discuss. Mike uh, Mike Reese just dropped a report with uh, Bill Belichick being uncomfortable with uh, the crafty one anointing Mayo the next coach. That will play out. Um after this podcast drops and who knows, but we might have enough material. There's going to be a lot of stuff dropping. I wonder if bill drops any dimes to his trusted people, how much mutual this was. Um, how None, <laughs> but yes, there, Dan, there was something earlier today. Uh, you pointed out to me that it, it just reeked of Jonathan craft to me um, that bill was going to be, uh, what was the word that was used? Spiteful that Bill was going to hold a lot of spite towards uh, the Kraft family over this. And yeah, that, that was, that was from a Phil Perry story. Uh, uh-huh. You know, pre, pre-buffet pre Frank Caliendo, Phil, Phil Perry. <laughs> that's, that's, 
He is pre-buffet Frank Kelly, though that's true. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, thank you again. Um, it, it's a it's a sad day for those of us who have witnessed this unparalleled run in the history of, of football, and there haven't been many like it in the history of, of North American professional sports. Um, we were we were blessed to have two of them in our lives: Red Arback and Bill Belichick. Certainly, two of the greats. Um, I'm really saddened that Crafty could not learn the lesson uh, that the Celtics learned with Red Arback in the mid '70s. After they won the title in '76, they had three consecutive down years, and there was talk of Arback going to the Knicks. Think about that for a fucking second. If Red left in 1978 or early 1979 to go take over the New York Knickerbockers, the '80s wouldn't have happened. The, the Bird, Johnson, uh, McHale, Parrish era wouldn't have happened. And it's I'm, it's sad. It's uh, I used the expression a little bit earlier that it does feel like that it's the day the music died. And I hope that I'm wrong. I hope that everything works out. I hope that it, it can all be wrapped up in a, in a bow, in a box. But I'm not optimistic about it. Uh, guys, thank you for everything. Um, thank you for those who listen, who subscribe, rate, and skewer. I appreciate, we appreciate the emails. It's been a labor of love for the last couple of years. This season certainly did not turn out as any of us wanted, but um, we're on to we're on to the next one. Um, again, thank you for listening to Entitled Down. Uh, we're wrapping up season five of Entitled Town. So thanks to everybody again, and I'll, I'll remind you to please, unlike the crafts to turn off your radios. They were singing Bye-bye Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry And them good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die This'll be the day that I die they were singing Bye-bye, Miss American Pie Drove my Chevy to the levee But the levee was dry Them good old boys Were drinking whiskey and rye Singing this'll be the day that I die